welcome to the 2012 Screen Verdict Awards. My name is Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And we're here delayed from the Screen Verdict Amphitheatre in Sydney City. Yes, we're very proud to be accompanied by this music. And we thank you very much to the Screen Verdict Orchestra. You can stop now, guys. Thank you. Today what we're going to be doing is reviewing the year 2012. Yeah, and really, what a year it has been, Jonathan. Well, what kind of year it has been, we'll find out Mm. with our nominations and winners that we present on the podcast. We'll be talking about our favourite TV shows, our favourite films, and our favourite performances from those TV shows and films. Yes, and you've had a good year, Jonathan? It's been a fantastic year. The podcast has provided many highlights throughout the year. Yes. All of which you can listen to on the Screen Verdict Facebook page or subscribe to on iTunes. Hopefully the listeners consider the podcast to be a highlight of their 2012. I hope so. I think so. I would not be surprised if that were the case. (laughs) Uh, So, to start off, before we get to the awards, before we get to the winners, let's talk through a few honourable mentions, and things that may have not been nominated, may have uh, missed out on a podcast devoted to them this year. Jonathan, uh, did you have any uh, anything from the year that you wanted to shout out an honourable mention to? Yes, we have a busy podcast schedule. We try to get through as much as we can throughout the year, but there are a few things that I'd like to mention that we might not have got to talk about on the podcast before. Let's start with a couple of TV shows. Delocated, a show about the reality show following a family in the witness protection program mm-hmm. uh it's, it's a very funny show seasons one and two are hilarious season three unfortunately it was just released this year wasn't as good perhaps why i didn't bug me to bug do you podcast. to do a podcast yeah. on it the uh, fair income jonathan has been talking to me a big part of the year about this delocated <laughs> show so it is a passion of his another passion of mine peep show which i've been hearing uh you talk about for a lot longer than a year <laughs> The character of Mark Corrigan got a mention in our sitcom characters podcast. Mm. I think the first four seasons of Peep Show are 10 out of 10. I think it's one of my favourite shows. Unfortunately, the last few seasons have been a little bit patchy. Mm. They just finished season eight, I believe, and season nine will be the last. So oh. hopefully it finishes strongly. Yeah, and, and that's played by uh, Dave Mitchell, is it? Yes. He's a really funny guy. I've been listening to a lot of his like videos on YouTube, his rants and things like that. So, And he made top... Top four in our sitcom character mm. rank, like very high. So there you go. And just a couple of drama shows. I'm also a fan of Justified. Yes. It's got Timothy Oliphant from Deadwood. Mm-hmm. It's got Walton Goggins from The Shield. And it's a really interesting cop show with a few sort of fun week to week bad guys and some also interesting on running story arcs throughout the season. So a bit of a western too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's set in modern day times, but because mm. it's set sort of in the deep south, it's got a bit of a uh, cowboys... And, cowboy uh, hats galore. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a healthy amount of cowboy hats. FX sent me some, like, justified DVDs the other week, so I don't know, maybe we'll check it out. And something I know perhaps you'd like to give a mention to as well, Damages. <laughs> yeah, love the Damages. Um, I haven't quite finished the last season. What did you think of it? How do you think Damages ended up? Yeah, I was a really big fan of the show, and then it got canned after three seasons, but then resurrected 
for a final fourth and fifth. Thank you, Direct TV. Yes. And I think Damages has been very consistent, but never quite reached the level of the first season. Yes. Season one was amazing. And I think this season was kind of the same. I think it was strong and a fitting end to Damages, but still just pretty good. Yeah, I think, um, and in no small part, season one was so great because of uh, Ted Danson, <laughs> correct? His big, uh, big season. Never heard so the greatest television actor yeah. of all time yeah. on your show. <laughs> yes, so. Matt, what TV shows would you like to give a mention to? Well, there's two. The first is Survivor. Uh, we don't really talk about reality TV on the podcast and things like that. But And I'm not a huge reality TV fan, but Survivor is just such a great show. I started watching it when I was in year 7, 12, 13 years ago, the first season of the show, and I've been with it ever since. I've sort of grown up with me. And 25 seasons later, it's still one of the <laughs> best shows on TV. And I think it's because it's just a, a flawless sort of um, setup. 20, 16 to 20 people stuck on an island or in the in the wilderness together, and they've got to work out who to vote off. And it's completely up to their social and strategic playing and some of their physical abilities and challenges and things. And then at the end, you need to convince the people you voted out to vote for you to win a million dollars. So, flawless concept. Matt, if you were on Survivor, would you win? I would like to think... I would. <laughs> I think I, I, I've watched 25 seasons. I think I'm personable enough with people. I think I understand the game well enough. I think I'd have a good run. This last season of Survival was a pretty good one. Yet um, Mike Scoopin, who fell in the fire 12 years ago, come back and try to win after getting medivaced. And he made it to the end, just came up a little short. Ultimately, I think Mike made a mistake in not taking the person no one liked to the end. <laughs> that, I think, was a bad move. Oh, and Weeds. Uh, <laughs> Weeds is another <laughs> show. Weeds has been on eight seasons, I think. Eight seasons. It was its final season. It wrapped things up. I haven't quite finished it yet. But uh, I think it's been one of the most inconsistent shows of the past decade, Weeds. But that being said... I think when it was good, it was great. And Mary Louise Parker, one of the great female actresses on TV from the past decade. I think it's very hard to find someone who's better than her on TV the past 10 years. She's she's incredible. So uh, big shout out to Mary Louise Parker and the whole Weeds team. Jonathan, what about some movies? In 2012, big year for movies. A couple that didn't get their own podcast, Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a really fun and different film that attempted something quite out there and meta and with the cast of Sam Rockwell, Christopher Walken, it was just a really entertaining film. And something that's been getting a bit of buzz recently, The Untouchables. Yeah, a lot of people are saying they enjoyed this film. What, what did you think? French film about a rich handicapped man that gets a, a poor black man with a bit of a criminal history to become his carer. Hmm which might sound a bit mushy, and it mm. is. Yeah. I recommended this film to my parents. Okay, yeah. But it's just a really nice buddy film. Okay. That does give you sort of those good, warm feelings as you walk out of the cinema. I had uh, a mate say the other day, he saw The Untouchables, like, got to see The Untouchables, guys. It might be my favourite movie of all time. 
I was like, whoa, favourite movie of all time. And he was like, well, like, it'd definitely be in the top ten. So, whoa, your top ten movie, that's pretty good. You go, well, definitely the top hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone from best movie of all time to, like, top hundred. <laughs> then someone was like, well, that's still pretty impressive. <laughs> so you can name a hundred movies. <laughs> Yeah, it could be in my top 100. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Well, really, your top 100. Yeah. There's one other thing I had an honourable mention for. It was an internet video that went a bit crazy. Well, or maybe. No, that did go pretty crazy. <laughs> Justin Bieber's baby. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, no, no, no. Um, I think halfway through the year... Then that, that Coney video came out. Coney 2012. Everyone had an opinion on it. Some people were sharing it going, you've got to support this. It's the most important cause in the world. Other people sharing it going, how awful is this? There are so much better ways to be helping Africa. Whatever. I think halfway through the year, I think we all thought, this is the Rebecca Black of this year. No one yeah. can top Coney. No, no one can top Coney. This thing has gone ballistic. Well, a month later, I forgot about Coney. Uh, did not have the lasting power of Rebecca Black. Um, and then, then this year, though, late this year, we were hit up with Gang Gangnam Style. Gangnam, <laughs> Gangnam Style took the world by storm. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And I, I teach youth group, and all the kids were dancing to it, and things like that. Jono, you're not a fan. What, what's your problem with Gangnam Style? I don't know if I have a problem with it. I just don't understand the okay. enormous I'll, success. Okay, a billion views on YouTube. Like yeah. My take on it okay. is that it's a very standard dance track with the kind of catchy line of Op and Gangnam style. But other than that, it doesn't really have a, a chorus that I like or find memorable. And the video is sort of funny and there's a dance... But that's it. I, I just do not understand how this has become the event of 2012. It's the whole idea of, usually with these music videos, people just throw a whole bunch of darts at a board, and there's some stuff that lands, some stuff that doesn't. Everything landed in this video. <laughs> it's like everything, everyone loved everything about this video. The horses, it was just this perfect concoction of bizarre and catchy. It wasn't like the Rebecca Black, which was like sort of so bad it was good type thing. I think this was more just, it was so bizarre. People just loved it and just the crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. It's definitely throwing darts at a board. Yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch. A whole bunch of darts. Yeah. Like Rebecca, you, you're a fan of the Rebecca Black. Huge Black, fan. You love it. So this, you're not anti these crazy viral videos. No, I paid a dollar sixty nine for it on iTunes. Yeah, it's it's a good song. <laughs> it's a good. I, I like fair dinkum. It's a good song, and I, I would definitely say if I was reviewing them, I would give the Friday a verdict of like a nine out of ten, <laughs> and the Gangnam Style like maybe a seven out of ten. But I enjoyed both immensely. Are we ready to start the official awards? Yes, I think that wraps up our honourable mentions. On to the Screen Verdict Awards for 2012. Uh, the way we've done these awards, we've got six award categories. And how we have done it is me and Jonathan have collaborated to come up with the six nominees 
Six for nominees. Each categories. Well, we're going to do something that no other award show does. You are going to come inside the award decision process. I'm and glad it's... you finished that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what we're going to be doing is we're reading out the awards. We don't know who the winners are. There's no envelopes, no, no. winners or anything like that. We are going to discuss who we think should win the awards. Feel free to text in who you think <laughs> should win as we're discussing. Although, as I said earlier... You aren't listening to this live, so we've already made the decision. <laughs> so the texts probably aren't going to help, but feel free to send them in. And what we've done is these are shows that aired in 2012. Oh, yes. And the films, specifically for the films, was released in Australia in 2012. Yep. So things that aren't out here yet, say Zero Dark Thirty yep. or Django Unchained, they won't be eligible for 2012 because they're being released. Yep getting an Australian release for 2013. Yeah, we haven't both had a chance to see all these movies, things like that. So that'll be next year's awards, which is why it might be uh, the films are not quite mirroring the Oscar nominations. Not that we would just mirror the Oscar nominations anyway. (laughs) Okay. All right, the first category is Best Actor in a TV Show. And the nominees are Stephen Colbert from The Colbert Report, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, Jeff Daniels from The Newsroom, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Jack Houston from Boardwalk Empire, and Damian Lewis from Homeland. Not a bad list. Not a bad list of contenders. Okay, Jonathan, who should win this award? Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of Boardwalk Empire. Richard Harrow, we both loved him in the show. I know he's not... The lead character, but that's the great thing about this category. We've, we've mixed the two. Mm. So he's someone that really stands out. Okay, so we won't cruel him out. What about Jeff Daniels? He was great in Newsroom. He carried it. Yeah, he did carry it. And I really liked the news. I even liked the Newsroom more than you. Yeah, you the liked the Newsroom more show. than me. Yeah, so... Um, Charlie Day is always great in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, though. I think we had him as the... Third greatest sitcom character of all time? Maybe. That doesn't sound too far off. So he's got to be up there. Damien Lewis, our favourite thing about Homeland. Yes, I did say I preferred him to Claire Danes. I'm not sure I like him as much as the other nominees in the category. Okay, so you're thinking maybe not Damien Lewis. Yes. Okay, I'll agree with that. He's probably not my favourite, so let's push him to the side. Stephen Colbert. He does, like, hundreds of episodes a year as this character on the Colbert Report. Yes. It is sort of the one character. Yeah. They all play one. They all play many characters. Yeah, yeah. So they all play one character. Is there anyone else you think we could rule out from the list? Oh, look, we haven't mentioned Brian Brian Cranston. Great in Breaking Bad. I think Brian Cranston got snubbed at the Emmys this year. Yeah. I thought he deserved the nod over Damien Lewis. Lewis. Damien Lewis is good. Three already. Damien Lewis is good though, and Brian Cranston won three. Wasn't an awful win. Do you think three Emmys is enough consolation for Brian Cranston, or do you think he deserves the Screen Verdict Award? Mm, Maybe he's very good, and I think like even in like the last season, he sort of carried it a bit more than Jesse. Okay, can we rule anyone out other than Damien Lewis? I would probably rule out Stephen Colbert. Okay, I think Colbert's had stronger years of the show. So I think that's fair enough. I think I would pick Brian Cranston over Jeff Daniels. 
I would agree. Jeff Daniels is probably low on my list, so let's uh, take Jeff Daniels out of it. So we've got Charlie Day, Brian Cranston, Jack Houston. Now, this is an interesting dynamic. They normally wouldn't compete against each other. No. Because Charlie would be in comedy. Comedy. Jack Houston would be in supporting. supporting. And Brian Cranston in lead. So, yeah. I love Charlie, but I wouldn't say 2012 was his strongest year. Yeah. In It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably be picking between Brian Cranston and Jack Houston. Okay. Cranston versus Houston. Breaking Bad versus Boardwalk Showdown. I think Cranston should win. I think he's been fantastic on the show. I just think he's one of the great actors on TV. Yeah, I think he carries one of the best shows on TV at the moment. And he got snubbed this year at the Emmys. And like you said, this year he did it even more so on his own. Because Jesse probably had a lot less screen time Mm. than usual. What about uh, Jack Houston, though? Do you think he should maybe win it? Well, you know me. I'm the Boardwalk Empire guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Richard Harrow. Mm-hmm. I think we both said that Nucky was our favourite character and then we both later yeah. <laughs> changed that to Richard Harrow. Mm. He's good. The season that Brian Cranston got snubbed for was season four, which was actually yeah. last year. Yeah. So I guess we're comparing his eight episodes yeah. to Richard Harrow's episodes from season three. Hmm. If you could choose which gun to your head, which one would you choose? Jack Houston. Okay. So do you want the guy who robbed the train or the guy who shot shot up the brothel? Not the girls in the brothel, the bad guys. Yeah, the bad guy. Well, it was in a brothel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the, the cool train robber or the guy that murders prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Of best actor in a TV series is Jack Houston as Richard Harrow from Boardwalk Empire. Whoa, whoa! I think against all those big lead actors um, and Charlie, um, <laughs> a bit of an like. I think people would be pretty surprised with that as our winner. I think that's a very exciting choice. A screen verdict choice. Mm. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, Jack Houston could not be with us here tonight, so me and Jonathan accept that award on his behalf. Okay, so, and now the award for Best Actress in a TV Series. Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. Glenn Close, Damages. Zoe Deschanel, New Girl. Tina Fey, 30 Rock. Christina Hendricks, Mad Men. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the thief. Uh, <laughs> Almost said the new Adventures of Old Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Which we would not have nominated her for. So, there we go. Strong category. Another really strong category. We um, couldn't have come up with a better list ourselves. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, what are we thinking here, Jonathan? Glenn Close is leaping out at me. Patty Hughes, huge character. We yep. put her on... Mm-hmm. Our best drama characters of all time list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As was Amelia Clark playing Daenerys. Yeah. Can I say with Amelia Clark, uh, I think she's fantastic in the show. I think she's a stand. I think she had some great moments this season when she like said to the guy, I am the mother of dragons. I will take what is mine. And But I think she's probably stronger in season one. Agreed. I think it probably wasn't her... 
I think she was still great this season, still definitely deserving of a nomination, but probably not thinking winner this year. So maybe put her to put her out of contention. That'd be what I'd suggest. I think that's fair. Mm. With Tina Fey, I love Thirty Rock, and I think she had some good episodes this season. I remember mm. you said you liked the episode where she became the Joker. Yes, it was very good. But having said that, I don't think this is the strongest season for Tina Fey and Thirty Rock. So really I'm happy too. to rule her out. Maybe a bit of an Amelia Clark situation. Still very good, but not quite in that winner's winner's circle. I'll let you say something nice about Zoe Dachanel before I rule her out. <laughs> I think New Girl was a show I was not that excited to see. It looked like a bit of a boring premise. I've sort of seen these things before. And I just think she brought a lot of energy to the show. She uh, created a great character. She's a lot of fun. When I was talking to her about the show, she said that her character viewed her life like it was a TV show. She'd sort of sing songs. She'd skip along. She sort of, like, and I think that's quite an interesting dynamic for a character on a TV show to be acting like they're on a TV show but not... Not like The Office, where they actually are on a TV show. Mm. That makes any sense. Um, so I thought that actually added a really fun dimension to her character. I think it, it comedic timing is great. Um, she also sings a theme song to the show, which is fun. I uh, think she's fantastic. Definitely deserving of a nomination. One of the big success stories of TV this year. But uh, if you want to rule her out, I'm happy enough with other people on this list. But I'm probably not going to, like, fight for her. I'm not really a fan of New Girl. I don't really get the whole cutesy, kitschy, self-referential, hipster indie thing that people are just going crazy for about Zoe Dachanel. She she looks great in the glasses, too, doesn't she? (laughs) She looks great in those glasses. It's a little bit like Gangnam Style. I I see it. I'm just not on board. (laughs) There are about four people on this list that I'd be happy with winning this. Who are those? Zoe is one of them. So it's sort of like I'd be happy with her winning, but since you don't get it, you don't want her to win, I'm happy to move on to one of the other three. Well, Julie Louis-Dreyfus was great in Veep. We both really liked Veep. How great was she? Veep vs. Girls podcast. She's fantastic in Veep. Really I think funny. she's a contender to win this category. I think so. I would agree with that. Christina Hendricks, I know you're a big Mad Men fan. What did you think of her this season? It was her year. Her biggest year. It was year. her year, I remember. It was, I think... The Other Woman episode. Yeah, I, I think that in particular, but also what happened after that uh, with, with, with Lane and things like that. I think I think this was Christina Hendricks. Not just her best year on the show, but I think she was the standout on Mad Men this year too. I think she was the best person on... The Mad Men's MVP of the season. So... Uh, she was fantastic. And that other woman episode, fantastic. One of the best episodes probably of Mad Men, and she she was one of the big reasons why. You're not a big Mad Men fan, but you did see the other woman episode. What do you think of her this year? Yeah, I'm not as big a fan of Mad Men as you are, but I really like Christina Hendricks in the second half of season five okay. as well. So I think she's a deserving of discussion here. Okay, okay. So I think, again, we've got Hendricks, Close, and Dreyfus, who would never be competing against each other in um, the Emmys. Again, we've got a comedy, lead drama, and supporting drama. Yeah. My gut snap reaction is Glenn Close. Okay, last season of Damages. Yes. Last chance to give Patty Hughes a Screen Verdict Award. 
she has some great scenes with Rose Byrne where some things finally come to a head. She has some really interesting dream sequences where she yells at her granddaughter. I think it was a, another strong season from Glenn Close in Damages. And we've decided the Screen Verdict Award for Best Actress in a TV Series in 2012 is... Glenn Close as Patty Hughes from Damages. <laughs> um, Glenn Close could actually be here. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm being told <laughs> no, no, she no, no, too. No, no, no. She's the one who couldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll accept this award on her behalf. So congratulations, Glenn Close. Yeah, really good. Uh, and her last chance to win it too, so... Sneaking on in She'll there. never get another job ever again. <laughs> no, well, if, as Patty Hughes. Has to win. Okay. And now on to the best television series in 2012. The nominees are... Boardwalk Empire. Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones. Homeland. The Newsroom. And Veep. Mmm. Now I've got an issue with this category. Oh. It's very HBO heavy. <laughs> God, um, was it four of the six shows are all on HBO? Only three of them are HBO dramas. Let's separate the categories here. Now, here's my issue. I was at the movies yesterday, and I saw an ad for all the HBO shows. Right? Yep. There's Veep, there's Game of Thrones, there's Newsroom, there's Boardwalk. There's all those ones in there. It It was a pretty good ad, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, HBO, man. Love it. And then, like, it... Yeah, big letters up on the movie screen. It's not TV, it's HBO. Are they eligible for our TV show <laughs> awards? Can it be, it's not TV, Jonathan. <laughs> Do we need to separate the category? The best TV show of the year and the and best HBO, HBO show. Despite what HBO thinks, I think it is TV. And I am okay with those being included in the category. You know, now I think about it, I tend to agree. Because <laughs> like, the shows are on TV. Yeah. How is it not TV? It doesn't make any sense. So here we go. Uh, and because it's pretty HBO, since we've allowed HBO in, it's probably made the category a bit stronger. <laughs> Homeland, an interesting one, had two seasons come out in the same year. Well, one of them great, and one of them very good. Or just nearly good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Veep. Veep's fantastic. It's the only comedy... In the lineup, perhaps that helps it. Uh, I, I just think it's so funny. Julie Lee Dreyfus, the whole cast, does such a good job. I think the fact that there's only eight episodes, eight 20 minute episodes, does that hurt it a little? It's HBO, man. They're, they're nearly 30 minutes, those episodes. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think it should be discriminated okay, against for okay. being shorter sure episodes. Okay, Few episodes, maybe. I mean, Breaking Bad this season was only eight episodes. So, like, half a season. It's double the runtime, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd find it hard to rule anything out. These are six pretty good shows. I don't know if this means it should be ruled out, but I thought Game of Thrones season one was stronger than season two. Oh, but the Amelia Clark situation. Yeah. Mm. But if it's safe for you, if it went down from a 9.5 to a 9, a 9's still very high. Yes. Let's take Game of Thrones off the table, because I, I do agree with you. I think season one was their season uh, of the two they've had. Probably not the year to give them the win. So we move, take Game of Thrones off the table. If 
neither of us can agree that could be brought back as a compromise, <laughs> uh, a compromise winner. Uh, but we'll take it off for now. I think Newsroom wasn't consistent enough as a show to win. Well, I gave Game of Thrones an 8, you gave it a 9. I gave Newsroom a 9, you gave it an 8. So if Game of Thrones isn't good <laughs> enough, Newsroom's not good enough to win either. Yeah. When it hit a home run, though, a Newsroom, it hit it out of the park. Like, it, it had some great highs and great lead character in Jeff Daniels. I just think hopefully they even out a few of the creases and Season 2 is even better. I can't really explain my love for the Newsroom. The Newsroom was smug, it was preachy, it was corny, but I really loved it anyway. Yeah. So, even though I'm a huge fan, I, I'm i prepared to let it be ruled out. Mm. The magic of Sorkin. The Sorkin magic. These are very evenly matched shows. I think Breaking Bad, this season, we both gave an eight and a half. That's also equals 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think we keep Breaking Bad in the mix. It was a great half of a season. <laughs> or season. Homeland, favourite of our listeners. I think season two wasn't wasn't good enough. I don't think season two was strong enough for it to win. Okay. Best show of the year. Bit of an elephant in the room. Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Give us your thoughts. Well, I gave this season of Boardwalk Empire nine and a half out of ten. Okay. It was my favourite show of the year. Yeah. Is it the Screen Verdict show of the year? Matt, what are you feeling about Well, is, is, uh, this is why I've avoided Boardwalk, and why I said Elephant <laughs> in the Room. I feel like of these six, it is the one you would... Like, it would be your first. Yeah. And it's probably my sixth <laughs> of these six shows. <laughs> that is not true. What show do I... You gave this season of Boardwalk Empire an eight. That is higher than what you gave Homeland. Homeland season one, I preferred to board or season three. Oh, yeah. You only gave that like a seven and a half and then bumped it up on the season two. <laughs> Did I realize they given Boardwalk Empire an eight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, so Boardwalk, uh, I can't see how that's going to win. Like with it being my sixth or arguably fifth favorite show on the list. Okay. Well, that means you prefer Veep as well. Yeah. How much do you like Veep? Again, I thought, like, it's a bit like Newsroom Veep. I really, really liked it, and I probably preferred Veep to Newsroom, but, like, it's a similar sort of thing. I really, really liked it, but I was sort of also hoping Season 2 would be a bit better. What does that mean? There's <laughs> only been one season of Veep. Yeah, I was hoping, see, like, I was going, oh, <laughs> I was hoping Season 1 would be better based on my expectations. <laughs> I guess. It, was just, it wasn't the perfect show. Like, there were a few problems I had with it, and, like, I thought, oh, this is, like, the best comedy on TV, but I can, like, they could do a better job. <laughs> I feel like you want Breaking Bad to win. I feel like that's where the, yeah, where the arrow's pointing, maybe. I don't want this to be taken as a pro-Boardwalk argument. I want this to be taken... <laughs> this might be the perspective of a potential listener... They might say, but Matt and Jonathan, you gave this season of Breaking Bad an 8.5 each. That's a total of 17. Yeah. But Boardwalk Empire, you gave an 8 and a 9 and a half. That's a total of 17 and a half. Yeah. How is Breaking Bad the series of the year? (laughs) Okay, that's a point. Um, And, like, makes some sort of sense. But, like, Breaking Bad was better this year. (laughs) 
They robbed the train, man. They got a magnet. We gave Jack Houston the actor award for Boardwalk. Breaking Bad's got nothing yet. Passed over Brian Cranston. I feel like you've picked your battles here. <laughs> I feel like Jack Houston winning Best Actor was a bit of a trap. <laughs> it wasn't intended as one. I, I sort of with that category thought, I don't really care. Yeah, maybe later I'll be able to get helped out with a later category. But, like, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is so boardwalk, can't win. I didn't think that far ahead. I just thought, oh, yeah, Jonathan can have that one. So if you weren't that passionate about Brian Cranston, what's making you passionate about Breaking Bad? I think it was better as a show the past year, like the, the storylines and stuff. So I think, like, maybe the season before... You liked Landry? Landry from Friday Night Lights? He shot someone. That was pretty awesome. That was a pretty big moment. That was, like, the water cooler moment of the season. So I think as a show, it was better than Brian Cranston this past year. All right, here's what I'm thinking. I prefer Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire Season 2, I gave a 10, whereas this was possibly the best season of Breaking Bad. Mm. Yes. I guess people already know I prefer Boardwalk, and I think Breaking Bad is perhaps the most popular combined choice. Yes. Okay. And the, the winner of Best Series is Breaking Bad. Bushy, uh, no one from Breaking Bad could be with us this evening, so uh, we accept that award on their behalf. Well, that's a wrap on TV series. Here we go. 2012. We shared it around. Bit of damages, bit of boardwalk, bit of Breaking Bad. Mm. Uh, the big winners. Now let's go to the movies. People love the movies. Mm. Now, uh, for our award show, I've prepared a little bit of a song, a musical item, because they have the big award show numbers, so let me just get the music uh, cute. No, I'm joking. I didn't. (laughs) I was just like, I hope he doesn't play Gangnam Style. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only other video I have on uh, on my desktop. Uh, Are we ready for the movie categories? Okay, let's start with Best Actor in a 2012 Film. And the nominees are Javier Bardem for Skyfall, George Clooney for The Descendants, Michael Fassbender for Prometheus, Jared Gilman for Moonrise Kingdom, Ian McKellen for The Hobbit, and Joaquin Phoenix for The Master. Okay, an interesting list. It's actually Ian McKellen for The Hobbit Part 1, An Unexpected Journey. <laughs> uh, Even the title's long. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Uh, so th- this is probably the first of three screen verdict nominations uh, for Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was, it was at the cinemas yesterday, right? And they had like The Hobbit, right? But it like had The Hobbit Part One, but the one was like like that was too many letters, so it was just like The Hobbit Part. <laughs> <laughs> what they're only going to show part of The Hobbit? Yeah. So, what are, like, without the number, what a redundant word to have, like, there. Anyway. So, just in case you're wondering, The Descendants was released in January 2012 in, in Australia. Australia yeah. So, George Clooney is eligible yeah. for this year's Screen Verdict Awards. Yeah, very exciting. George Clooney sneaking on in again. <laughs> Matt will make any rule to allow George <laughs> Clooney. <laughs> yeah. 
Alright, who do we want to rule out? That's the way we've been going. Yeah, I think ruling out still is a bit easier. Alright, I haven't seen The Hobbit. Yes. Can I just assume that Ian McKellen is the same as he was in Lord of the Rings? The Fellowship of the Ring? Yes. He is the same... Like, he's Gandalf the Grey in The Fellowship of the Ring. He's Gandalf the Grey in The Hobbit. It's a similar sort of performance. He doesn't have the, you shall not pass, bit. Uh, but he's probably got a bit more screen time in The Hobbit. So, if that helps. Like, Javier Bardem. I don't know if I, like, want him to be our winner. Javier Bardem. I think his opening scene in Skyfall is one of the scenes of the year. Yeah. In terms of the whole film, I don't know if it was the performance of the year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, can we maybe rule him out? Okay. You're not going to want to give it to Ian McKellen, right? It's hard to be that stubborn, because I haven't seen it, but I wasn't a huge fan of him in The Lord of the Rings. I I thought he was fine, but if The Lord of the Rings had come out this year, I wouldn't have been nominating that performance. Yeah, so let's not kid ourselves and take him out of the contention. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to make a huge case to award someone you haven't even seen their performance of. Now, let's talk about what we like about some of these people. Well, I declared Michael Fassbender to be one of my three favourite working actors alongside Tom Hardy and Ryan Gosling, who are not nominated. Yeah. I think Michael Fassbender's David in Prometheus was the performance of the year. Whoa. And Jack Yaquin Phoenix, you think, is not. Those are my number one and two performances. Yeah. But if you had to pick one, it'd be Michael Fassbender. Yes. I don't have a strong preference between those two, so we can probably rule Yaquin Phoenix out then. Okay. You know what I mean? You see where I'm going with this? Maybe. You could have an agenda. You could just be like, well, I hate Fassbender, so now your favourite two are ruled out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, I'm saying I, have, I have similar opinions on both performances. So, so if you prefer Fassbender, I'd rather see him win than Phoenix. Okay. Okay, so let's let's uh, take Phoenix out. I thought Clooney was so good in The Descendants. Oh, he was fantastic. I thought The Descendants was okay, and I thought George Clooney was okay. <laughs> I thought George Clooney played George Clooney with a little bit less money than George Clooney really has. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't afford shoes. Isn't that the sign of a great performance? He made you think that was George Clooney. <laughs> you believed that that was actually him, that he wasn't acting. Yeah, but Michael Fassbender made me believe that he was a humanoid robot named David, and that's probably harder to do than convince me he's Michael Fassbender. Mm. Yeah, George Clooney, he was funny, he was touching... Like, it was a nice, nuanced performance. It's everything I want from a performance in a movie. It's like a very Paul Newman-esque quality to it. Let's move on to Jared Gilman. What What are your thoughts on him as a potential winner of this award? I think it was a fantastic performance. I think a lot of people would say that was a great performance from a kid. Mm. And I think we can't just be awarding awards because we didn't expect a good performance from a kid. I think it has to be the best performance. But, but I'd say also, I think him and Cara Haywood from that film actually did just as good, if not better, performances than the other actors in that film who were all respected adults. 
Yes, I like the two of them more than probably all of the big-name actors in the film, except for maybe Ed Norton. Yeah, and we're talking, like, Bill Murray, Bruce Bruce Willis, Willis, Francis Tilda Swinton, Francis McDormand. These are heavy hitters, like, that they were able to, to bat with. Like, and even outperform most, if not all of them. But none of them were Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Unless we're going to try and, like, compromise on Jared Gilman. Yeah. It seems like I want Fassbender and you want Clooney. Yeah, I'd go Clooney over Gilman and you go Fassbender over Gilman. So I guess he would be the compromise candidate. Which probably me just saying that now has killed his chances. <laughs> like, it'd be very unsatisfying if compromise. This is why this is why awards groups usually don't uh, record the voting process. Because uh, they don't want people to find out that all the winners are compromise candidates. But we're, we're not afraid of that. Uh, so, I think George Clooney did quite a good job in quite a good film. Yeah. Whereas Fassbender gave easily my favourite performance of the year. Well, just one of the best film performances. Okay, we've come to a decision. Yes. The best actor in a film in 2012 is Michael Fassbender in Prometheus. We got one and a half claps there. Um, (laughs) I think that'll get people talking. Yeah, hopefully. Unfortunately, uh, Michael Fassbender couldn't be with us here this evening, um, and we'll accept that award on his behalf. Noticing a trend. Yeah. Yay. Actress in a motion picture. Adams, The Master, Jessica Chastain, Lawless, Anne Hathaway, The Dark Knight Rises, Cara Haywood, Moonrise Kingdom, Jennifer Lawrence, The Hunger Games, and Emma Stone, The Amazing Spider-Man. Six pretty good actresses there, I think, with some pretty That's good... the bar yeah. <laughs> to be nominated. Pretty good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, what are we looking at here? Well, I really didn't like The Dark Knight Rises, but I think Anne Hathaway was one of the best things about it. She's incredible. I wanted to see more Anne Hathaway when watching that movie. So I wouldn't count the bad movie against her. Mm. If anything, it's an argument in favour of her, that she was like able to shine amongst the rough that was that movie. Does the same apply to Jennifer Lawrence? Look, I think, not the best movie, I think it was much better than The Dark Knight Rises, but... Uh... You thought The Hunger Games was much better than The Dark Knight Rises. Didn't you? I thought it was a little bit better than The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> okay, maybe a little better, much better. Okay, sorry for the hyperbole. You gave The Dark Knight Rises a nine initially. You gave Hunger Games seven and a half. I was caught up in the hype, okay? It's <laughs> caught up in the hype. <laughs> It's like after a fly gets, like, burnt by one of those, like, aluminum, like, lights. They go, like, I didn't like that light. So I was like, well, you initially thought that was great. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's not a great metaphor. So, um... <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd keep Anne Hathaway in. Um, I prefer Anne Hathaway as Jennifer Lawrence. Just putting it out there. I thought both were very good. I think Jennifer Lawrence, what an actress... Oscar buzz already this year for Silver Linings Playbook. So I love Jennifer Lawrence. I thought she was great in Hunger Games. Highlight of the Hunger Games, Jennifer Lawrence. Great actress. But yeah, let's give it to Anne Hathaway. Let's give it to Anne Hathaway over her. I'm feeling like 
Emma Stone in Spider-Man, probably not a winning performance. Would you agree with this? I really enjoyed her in The Amazing Spider-Man. I loved it. Again, maybe uh, a lot of these ladies, highlights of their movies. Like, But I wouldn't call it the performance of the year. No. So, we'll take her out. Amy Adams was not the best thing about The Master. I thought she gave a good performance. She gave a I great performance. Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, she, she was great in it, and she was good, worthy of a nomination. I, um, I was saying something the other day. I was saying, I think Amy Adams is perhaps the best working actress today. And they said, you're insane. I don't think that's an insane opinion, is it? No, I mean, she's been nominated how many times at the Academy Awards? I think three. She's got a bit above this year as well. Yeah. I think that's far from ridiculous. And varied performances too. She She's done everything from Disney princess to wife of religious fanatic to innocent nun to um, pregnant hick. I then said to them, mm, maybe Meryl Streep is better. Like, maybe Meryl Streep. Like, a, maybe, but she's definitely up there. Uh, but yeah, no, probably not winning performance. I'm calling it... I'm not sure if Jessica Chastain from Lawless is the greatest either, right? We both said in our Lawless review that Jessica Chastain has that film star quality. Yeah. Whenever she's on the screen, she has your attention. Yes. And I don't think that character had the most interesting things to do, but I think she was always good when she was on screen. Graceful. Is the word I'd use to describe yeah, she's got I think it's like, yeah, very apt. Yeah. So you think she should win? I don't know. If she, she. I'm not saying that she's. She should win. I. I wouldn't rule her out just okay. yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Kara Haywood, brilliant in Moonrise Kingdom. I thought Kara Haywood was great in Moonrise Kingdom. I thought her and Jared Gilman were a great team. I don't think I thought one was better than the other. No. But that doesn't necessarily mean. They both have to win or not win. And I think, like, as opposed to a lot of people in this category, Cara Haywood, with Jared Gilman, carried the movie. Yes, these are generally supporting mm. roles, whereas Cara Haywood's was probably a co-lead. Yeah, like, Haywood and Lawrence are the two lead oh, performances yes, here. Yeah, they're the two people who carry their movies. I'd be happy with Hathaway or Haywood winning. My preference of those two would be Cara Haywood. Okay. Okay, what about Anne Hathaway, though? Let me put in a case for Anne Hathaway. She's brilliant. Go away. <laughs> case closed. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me, let me put it in. Okay, Anne Hathaway. Best thing about Dark Knight Rises. Great performance in it. She just got energy, charisma, I think some depth and some nice layers to the performance too. She's also in Les Miserables. You've been a great performance in that too. It's getting Oscar buzz. Is this Anne Hathaway's year? I think we're choosing the award based on the performance rather than the yearly buzz. Interesting. That seems re- that seem reasonable to me. Okay, we've decided. And the winner of Best Actress in a Motion Picture is Cara Haywood for Moonrise Kingdom. That's the first major award that young Cara Haywood has received. Ever. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. So congratulations. Unfortunately, Cara Haywood could not be with us this evening. We'll accept the award on her behalf. Do you reckon we could get that listed, like, on her Wikipedia page? Like, you know how you got, like, the, like, the awards or whatever? Like, nominated and won Screen Verdict Award Best Actress of 2012? Well, I think we should try to get it on all the winners' yeah, Wikipedia pages. We'll, we'll try. We'll give it a go. I'll, I don't know how those things work, but let's see. Final category, Best Film of 2012. Who excited about this one? Very excited. Even more excited than maybe some of the other awards that we had. (laughs) And the nominees are Argo, The Artist, The Descendants, Killing Them Softly, The Master, and Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. Thank you very much, Screen Verdict Orchestra. Putting in a lot of work. Yeah. We should probably credit Ham Zuma with that music <laughs> in the podcast. Okay. So, best film of the year. And uh, probably worth noting our uh, second nomination for George Clooney uh, at the Screen Verdict Awards. He produced Argo. George Clooney produced Argo. Yeah. So, clearly, Argo should win this award. <laughs> Do you disagree? Well, with our TV shows, we created a bit of a ceiling with whoever gave it the lowest score. That was sort of as well as it could do. And I didn't particularly like Argo. I think I gave it a (laughs) 6.5. I think Argo would do well to win this award. I gave you Fassbender, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, look, Argo, great film. Ben Affleck's done another good job, but um, probably not going to win this. We've got two films that competed last year at the Oscars, Descendants and The Artist. I think two are great films. Artist, a deserving Best Picture winner. Oh, I like The Artist. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was sort of like a good callback to how movies used to be and just a really fun performance by Jean Dujardin. But I probably would have given the vote to The Descendants. So like, I'm obviously going to push for The Descendants over The Artist. I preferred The Artist, but I wasn't passionate about either of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe rule out artists, keep Descendants alive. I think The Master was Argo in reverse. Mm, I, was I quite liked it, yeah, you were okay. a little indifferent. Okay, let's check that out. Killing Them Softly, the Jesse James guy. <laughs> now you thought Jesse James was better than Killing Them Softly. Well, I think The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford is the greatest film of all time. Hmm. So, so to say killing them softly wasn't as good doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't the best film of the year because I gave it the highest score of the year mm. with a 9 out of 10. Okay. Who's the guy who directed it? Andrew Dominic. So he's on the decline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you hate it when those directors follow up a 10 out of 10 film with a 9 out of 10 film? Oh, awful. What did you think about killing them softly, Matt? Yes, okay. That sounds like the trait of a <laughs> <laughs> Screen Verdict Award winning film. It's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. We had <laughs> we can put that on the poster. Like Screen Verdict Award winner in quotes, it was okay, Matt Noble. <laughs> it was okay, dot dot dot. It was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I know that the guy at uh event cinemas 
who told us not to see it. (laughs) Sitting, listening to the podcast going, don't give this the win! Don't! (laughs) Savages, man. Savages. Savages. Where's Savages? It's in Cinema 14. (laughs) Yeah, that's where it is. (laughs) Okay. And I'm not going to lie, Moonrise Kingdom. I loved Moonrise Kingdom. I too really enjoyed Moonrise Kingdom. I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan, and it might not be his best, but I think it was a... Another really good outing for him. Okay, I think we can announce the winner now. Is that correct? Yes. The Screen Verdict Award for Best Film of 2012 is Moonrise Kingdom. Of course, you know I'm from Moonrise Kingdom could be with us this evening, so we'll accept the award on their behalf. I hear a producer might be able to discuss the award in an interview. A little time from now. We'll let you know the result of that. <laughs> they have not gone back to me <laughs> in, in a week. So it has been Christmas, though, so I guess that... Um, if you get that interview, will you say that it won the Screen Verdict? Don't say, okay. like, don't say Screen Verdict is my podcast. Just say Screen <laughs> Verdict, like, he's supposed to know what it is. Like, it's like an independent film award or something. Just drop it in, like, what was that one that it did win? The Gotham. Yeah, just say, like, oh, I've been doing well, like, in the early awards circuit, it won the Gotham Award, it won the Screen Verdict Best Film of 2012. Just drop it in like it's a proper thing. I'm sure I do that. He'll be like, uh, oh, sorry, what was that one? Like, oh, the Screen Verdict, what's that? I haven't heard of that. Oh, yes, yeah, podcast me and mate do. No, just go, I don't think he would do that, but if he did, just say, oh, it's an online publication. <laughs> it's an online podcast. Uh, <laughs> you gotta do it, man. That'll be so good. Uh, we'll, see. we'll see, like how long I get with him and things like that. Anyway, so there we have it: the award winners. We'd like to uh, congratulate all the winners and nominees, and we'd like to ask at this moment that all the winners who are with us tonight come up on stage and have their moment of glory one last time. <laughs> another Scream Verdict Awards down. And by another, I mean our first. (laughs) Yeah, some big awards for a big year. Mm. And I'm looking forward to 2013 to see what it has to offer Mm. in the TV series and film world. Mm. So that's a wrap on the awards. We'd just quickly like to remind you about the competition we have running. Yes. If you'd like to win a copy of the Pixar film of your choice on DVD or Blu-ray... All you have to do is share Screen Verdict on Facebook. So just share our page, facebook.com slash Podcast, with your friends. And the person that gets the most friends to like the page by our next podcast, mm. that'll be the deadline, will win the prize. Yeah, um, talk it up around the water cooler. Just, uh, just start talking Screen Verdict. So you got to like Screen Verdict, champ. you got to like Screen Verdict, buddy. Then list us the names of all the people you got to like Screen Verdict. We'll cross-check it against uh, the new likes of Ad, whereas the most will win that DVD or Blu-ray. Pretty cool. Exciting. Oh, well. Um, do, 2012, what a year. Do you think 2013 will be good, John? 
Yeah, 2012 was a great year. 2013, there's already a few films that are on their way out that I'm looking Ooh, forward yeah. to, like Django Unchained and Zero Dark Thirty, Hobbit. Yep. Obviously not that exciting because I haven't seen it and it's out. But um, It's our next podcast, so you better see it. <laughs> We've got the continuation of some things like Breaking Bad, the final eight episodes. Yeah. So lots of things to look forward to in, in 2013. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some surprises as well. Mm. I've got a confession, a 2012 confession. What is it? Uh, I didn't ask out those like 20 girls this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt. The new year has not ticked over just yet. It may be by the time this podcast is up. But for now, you've still got a few hours left. Rampage. Matt is going to go on a dating rampage between now and midnight okay. New Year's. Yeah. I think I'm on two. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned to see how Matt's dating challenge pans out. <laughs> think of the over-unders two and a half. I'd go under. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you have fun with this one. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Very dramatic music. Yeah.